Hello. Oh my goodness. The devil is real and he doesn't want me to speak this message today. Can I just can I just say that? Can we all bunch up please? You're going to have to help me. It's been a shocker of a few hours. So this is going to be a ripper of a message. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. You are in the house. We are not wasting our time. We just clear the spiritual atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. We clear it out in Jesus' name. And we pray, Holy Spirit, we just open our hearts to hear from you today. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to grow us up. You are going to grow us up. You're going to teach us today. So we open our hearts to what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Let's do it. Buckle up. Buckle up. My iPad is going to open. Oh, my goodness. My Bible is going to open. Thank you for being patient. I miss the testimonies. I have a testimony. Can we start there? Um, <clears throat> Amaya had a fractured toe. She got her toe caught under her bottom going down the slide um, on a jumping castle. So, so bizarre. Anyway, she was like, oh my gosh, my toe's hurting. And I was like, you're fine. It'll be fine. Love you. Pain go in Jesus' name. Cuddle, cuddle. See, like, you're fine. And she's like... Anyway, next day, it was still very sore. We had a dance comp on. So she... She was like, I'm powering through the pain, mum. I'm just going to dance. So she danced. Monday, it was still very swollen and very black and blue by this, by this stage. And I was like, oh, that's not looking very good at all. It was public holiday and I was like, I'm not going to the ER. I'm not going, we don't call it ER here. Emergency. Yeah. I'm not going to the emergency room. And... So we didn't. So the next day I took her to the doctor. The doctor's like, go and get an x-ray. So we got an x-ray and they're like, go back to the doctor. It's fractured. So Tuesday, fractured toe. He's like, it's fractured. Don't do anything for six weeks. She's like, six weeks of no dance. He's like, no running, no playing, no jumping, no trampoline. For a kid, that's like no life, basically. (laughs) Anyway, um... That Friday, she went to school. Like, she, she continued to run because she's a kid. She kept going. That Friday, I picked her up from school. I'm like, babe, how's your toe? How, what's the pain level? And she's like, oh, five or six out of ten. I was like, oh, like, that's pretty significant. I'm so sorry that you're living with that. Um, we prayed for it on Sunday. The next week, it was still a little bit, it was sore. And she was just living with it, powering on. Um, there was one night when I was when she was like, "Mom, my toes really sore." I'm like, "Right, let's pray again." Like we'd prayed three or four times, probably. I'm like, let's just pray again. Anyway, she woke up one morning completely pain-free. The sore toe is gone. 
there's no bruising, no nothing, no evidence. You can poke it, prod it, pull it, bang it, no pain. There's no, zero pain. And I was talking to um, Viv, so Sarah's mum, she's a nurse, and she's like, oh, I've broken my toes twice. And she's like, it really hurts. She's like, it's... She's like, when she's telling you it's painful, it is painful. Give her Panadol. It will take six weeks to heal. This is what Viv told me. And then literally two days later, she woke up, no pain. So it was within two weeks, completely healed. So praise God. Don't give up. Keep praying. Even when you don't see it, he's still working. Okay? Amen. That's my little testimony. Bang. God heals. All right. We've been doing a series called Armed and Dangerous. Armed and Dangerous. We're up to week four. Um, a little recap, because a few people haven't been here for the whole lot. Um, week one, we talked about you have authority. You have authority. We've received the authority of Jesus because he gave it to us when he left the earth. Amen? Remember, authority means delegated influence. Authority, jurisdiction, liberty, power, right, strength. Christians are armed and dangerous when they firstly believe they have authority and then they exercise that authority. Amen? Week two, David Ridley shared a cracker of a message on faith. Some quotes from Dave. Faith is the weapon by which we have overcome the world. Small belief systems will open big doors. You guys should be, amen, amen. I need you to engage today. You have been given a measure of faith to change the course of history. Amen. So turn to the person next to you and say, you are going to change the world. And then tell the other person, you are going to change the world. Amen. He also said, when educated Christians walk by faith, they are armed and dangerous. Amen. Week three, that was last week, we started to unpack the armor of God. Okay, so let's just go there. Ephesians 6 verse 10. And it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, or against your children or their behavior. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, 
praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me. Rah! Yes. I feel like the Lord all over the earth is calling an end to sleepy, apathetic, Christian, powerless Christianity. Amen? Okay, we have been given everything that we need to rule and reign in this life through the precious blood of Jesus. Okay, and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty for pulling down strongholds. That's scripture, 2 Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. (laughs) Men. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Stop fighting in a carnal way. I feel like that's the word of the Lord. Stop fighting in a carnal way. Stop being defeated because you refuse to believe the truth and engage in the spiritual realm which dictates this realm. Right? So we've all been given spiritual armor. It's given to us by the Lord. And I was saying last week, this is not a prayer that you pray. When I was in Sunday school, they would give us the coloring sheet and you would color it in and then you'd take it home. And because I wanted to be a good Christian, I would pray, God, I put on the belt of truth. I would say this prayer, this religious prayer, but it wasn't actually doing anything for me. I didn't have any understanding. Um, so this is, the armor is something you believe and walk out, right? Amen. It's something you engage with. And when you put it on, it looks like something. It will change the way you think. It will change the way you speak. And it will change the way you engage with your world. All right. So last week we covered the first three. The first one is the what? Belt of truth. Thank you, Jay. All right, the belt of truth, what is it? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So if we are Christians, we need to be obsessed with who? Jesus. We put on the belt of truth by knowing him, by allowing him to be the truth about God and the truth about us. I'll just leave that there. Two, I could talk about that for the whole time. Two, breastplate of righteousness. I heard um, Priscilla Schreier. Is that her name? What's her name? Shira? Um, This week she said, righteousness is right, right way up living. It was just a new way of putting it. Righteousness is right way up living. Basically, it means you're, you've been made right with God, righteousness. 
It means your sinful nature has been exchanged for Jesus' righteous nature. It means that you have died and it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Best of all, it means you have access to intimacy with God because there's nothing in the way. And you can approach him boldly as a son or a daughter of God, being made right through the blood of Jesus. We've got a thumbs up. Praise the Lord. You put on your breastplate of righteousness righteousness, when you walk through the door of righteousness and know God. Because it's in that place of intimacy where he will change you. It's where he teaches you. It's where he corrects you. It's where he loves you. Knowing God needs to be our chief pursuit. And righteousness is the door that allows that. Amen? Shoes of peace. When you're obsessed with knowing Jesus and you're walking in your righteous identity, you'll become like a Coke can that is exploding everywhere. Amen? All right? Rivers of living water come out of you and you can't help it. You always have an answer because Jesus is living inside of you. You always have encouragement because Jesus is living inside of you. And you can't help but go Because you actually believe the gospel, the gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L. Okay, when we understand the gospel, we are called to go and tell others. Man, if we believe hell is real, we'll be telling others. You need Jesus. Right? True intimacy with God always results in fruitfulness. Always. So today we're up to the fourth piece of armour the Lord has given us. And it's the shield of faith. Ephesians 6.16 In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. In all circumstances. All. All. Every single circumstance. All, 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 all. In other words, you never... Put this down, ever. Never put this down. It's who you are and you walk in this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Feelings are irrelevant and they make a terrible master. Because I can tell you right now, I don't feel like preaching right now. Terrible master. I'm holding up my shield of faith. We don't get to pick and choose when we're on and when we're not, when we're not on. We are always on because Jesus is always on. Always alert and ready to do the Father's will. Always ready. So what's the shield of faith? How do we understand and apply this? I feel like this can become a fluffy little idea that people have a hard time of grabbing hold of. So never fear, I have an illustration. How do we put it into action? What do we do? Firstly, we'll just look at Hebrews 11.1. It gives us a definition of faith and I'll read it from the Amplified. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, 
divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. Whoa. I feel like you could chew and think about that. You could chew on that for a month. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's like, I know that I know that I know this is going to happen, even though I can't see it with my natural eyes. Verse 3, it gives us an example of what it looks like to have this sort of faith. By faith, that is, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power of wisdom and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds, the universe, the ages were framed and created, formed and put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. And then it goes on to talk about all the people of faith and what they did. But they did it all by faith. And it was this, it says, um, an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. No matter what. Faith says, I know what my natural eyes can see, but I'm in Christ, seated in heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, power and dominion and every name that is to be named. So I'm going to operate as a son or a daughter of God and have an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom and goodness of God to pull into existence what I see and know is the truth as declared through Jesus. Right? So it's going to look like something in the way I act, the way I speak, the way I pray and the way I walk. We've got to think of faith as active. It's active. It does something, right? I like to think of it as arms. And it pulls down. It pulls down what's truth. Does that make sense? You've got to... You gotta, you, your arms don't work if you just leave them flopping, right? You've actually got to engage and pull. Right? And that's what faith is like. You've got to pull it. You've got to pull it in. Hope is like your eyes. And it sees what's available. And faith pulls it down into existence. Right? Faith speaks. Faith moves. Faith never gives up no matter what. Faith is what pleases God and it's the currency of heaven. Alright, so let's have an illustration. Can we get the whiteboard? Put it up there so you can see it. All right. So illustration. We have 
a person. Sorry, it's a girl. I don't know how to draw boys. I can't. I'm not a very good drawer. Um, and we're going to give this beautiful lady a brand new heart. I can't even colour in a heart. Oh my goodness, that took so long. <laughs> She's got a brand new heart, a heart to know God. Um, Jesus is on the inside, sins where? On the outside now, so we're just going to like... That's, we're going to call that sin. Jesus on the inside, sins on the outside. Praise the Lord. Now, the devil isn't very happy because this person's a brand new creation and she's going because she's got rivers of living water inside of her and she's getting excited about the gospel and she's spending time with the Lord and she's like, oh my gosh, Jesus spoke to me this morning. Um, and she's pumped. So the devil's getting cranky and so he starts to poke a little bit to see if he can get her to respond in a way that doesn't look like Jesus. Has this ever happened to anyone? So he's probably going to come in from this way, Sam. Sam's going to help me today. All right. So the devil is called the father of what? Lies. He has no authority or power. Praise God. Everyone say that. <laughs> he has no authority or power. Amen. And what he will do is lie to you so that you give him your authority and power. So he'll fire lies at you. Are you ready, Sam, to get firing? We have some fiery darts. All right? It might sound something like this. You can't hear God. It might sound like God doesn't care about you. It might sound like you're all alone. It might sound like something bad is going to happen. You're depressed and you're always going to be depressed. The power of God doesn't work for you. It's God's will that you're sick. Give up. God's not coming through. Just end it now. Who do you think you are? Your life doesn't even matter. What you've done is so bad, you could never be forgiven. You're just an angry person. That's who you are. You'll never be free. Oh my gosh, isn't he a turd bag? It's too hard to follow Jesus. It's okay to fool around in the world. It won't hurt you. That person is talking about you. That person looked at you funny. That person has something against you. Make sure you analyse every interaction you've ever had with them in depth. Anyone heard that one before? <laughs> no one will listen to you. The last person you prayed for didn't get healed. See, it doesn't work. Well, 
There's a few lies coming out this girl. Anyone relate? Has anyone heard any of those lies ever? Right. Are there any others that I missed? Feel free. Chuck, I think we've got some arrows left. We've got five arrows left. Some more lies. Come on. What have you heard? Nobody likes you. Can't do it. You're not qualified. Too too old to change? Is that what you said? Yep, too old to change. Any more? One do we have one more? Two more. Ah. Oh. Are we done? We get it. We get it. All right. Man, what a turd bag. He's a turd bag. And it might sound like it might sound like a thought that comes into your own head, right? Newsflash, everything that you think is not you. Sometimes it is you, sometimes it's the enemy, sometimes it's God, right? We need to remember that. Sometimes he'll use feelings. Here's another newsflash. Not everything you feel is you. Whoa. Remember, sin's desire is for you, but you should rule over it. But he'll try and deceive you with feelings. 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So he will often squeeze you, poke you, and try and get you to partner with thoughts and feelings that are not really you. So how do we practically hold up our shield of faith? What do we do? It's simple, really. You believe the truth. It's as simple as that. You believe the truth. Jesus said, they will know the truth and it will set them free. You hold up the shield of faith every time you believe the truth about who God is, what Jesus has done, and who he says you are in the word of God. All right? So... Sam's going to help me again. Here's some truth bombs. Nothing can separate me from God's love. Let's let's do it this way. Let's go like... I suppose we probably have enough to go that way. Nothing can separate me from God's love. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a son or a daughter of God. I walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Wow, that's a good one. I am love. I am joy. I am peace. I am patience. I am gentleness. I have self-control because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I can hear the voice of God. I'm a brand new creation. 
My old way of living, it's died. I'm set free from sin. By his stripes, I am healed. Man, some of these flaming darts are like so much truth going on here. Um, we need some more room for the truth. As far as the east is from the west, so he has removed our sin from us. I'm created for good works. I'm his masterpiece. I'm going to change the world. The Bible says so. God is my father. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. My prayers are powerful and effective and they avail much. He will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Nothing is impossible for me because I believe. Jesus is the truth about God. Jesus is the truth about me. As he is, so am I in this world. These signs shall follow me because I believe. I will lay my hands on the sick and they shall recover. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I'm the head and not the tail. Whoa. Man, I don't have time to like read every single promise, every single thing that God has given us from this word. But you hold up your shield of faith by simply believing that this is true. And even when you don't see it with your natural eyes, you'd be like, I don't care what I feel right now. I don't care what I'm hearing right now. I'm going to, by faith, declare what the Word of God says is true and I'm going to believe it and I'm going to reach down and pull it and take it as mine. And the more that you do this, the less arrows come your way because every time he pokes or prods you, you're like declaring the truth. You're pulling down into reality, like spiritual reality, you're pulling it down to earth in the natural realm. And so he's like, oh my gosh, every time I poke her, she believes the truth. Every time I poke her, she rebukes me and I have to flee. Every time I poke her, she looks to Jesus and she knows him a little bit more. Every time I poke her, she like has a new level of authority because she keeps defeating me. Actually, I'm going to go poke someone else who's not as firmly established on the truth. It's what he does. Ah, Man. It's so simple, isn't it? It's just believing the truth. It's believing the truth. Doesn't matter what you think, what you, what you think, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, the truth is the truth and it doesn't change. That's what makes it so amazing. 
That's why we can put our hope in it, our trust in it. It doesn't change. Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe. We hold up our shield of faith by believing the truth. And man, if you don't know what the truth is for the lies that you're hearing, then you ring up someone in this room and you go, I'm hearing this lie. What's the truth? We're called to be a family. We're called to like support each other and help each other because sometimes this feels like overwhelming okay sometimes it can feel like oh my gosh I've got 20 fiery arrows just all at once that's where you like you call out to Jesus but you also call a friend one of my favorite scriptures wow guess what these are the wrong notes Praise the Lord. One of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 5 verse 8. Let's let's just flip over there. And it says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Everyone say, expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of the things they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. There is power when we expose the works of darkness, when we expose lies and then replace it with the truth of the word of God. And you might have to do that more than one time. You might have to do it over and over and over and over and over again until the devil gets the fact that, oh, she's she's established in that now. So we have some questions. I would love to... Can we put on some instrumental music? Is there so, are those those three questions there? Great. Can you pop them up? Can you read that, or do we need to get rid of the whiteboard? Can we get rid of this? So we're just going to have an activation. We're going to. Oh, thanks, Jay. Appreciate that. We're going to um, just put on some music and I'd love you to get your little journal out or if you take notes on your phone or whatever. And we're just going to have a little bit of time to just position our hearts before the Lord um, and to ask him a few questions. What are the lies that are coming at you? Are there any lies that are coming at you right now? Um, what... What are they? Write them down. Exactly what they are. Exactly as you hear them or you you feel them. Um, the second one is every time you hear a lie, then you need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is the truth about this? What is the truth about this situation? And when you hear what that is, then you write down the truth. <laughs> because that's what you are believing that is what you're pulling down and then the third thing is that you just pray through that 
and you just say, Father, help me to believe this truth. Help me, help this not just to be a confession that I say, but help me to actually believe this. How do I engage in this truth? What does it look like if I believe this truth? You know, if I say that I believe that when I lay my hands on the sick, they will recover, but then never pray for anyone, then I'm not really activating my belief, if that makes sense. So what does it actually look like, Lord? So we're just going to take five minutes or so and just hear from the Lord. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would expose, help us all right now to expose any lies we might be hearing, we might be believing. What are the fiery arrows that are coming for us? Pray that you would show us, Holy Spirit. Give us eyes to see the schemes of the enemy. We just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal what those things are, Father. And then I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would tell us what the truth about that situation is, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just minister to our hearts now. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 